Let us pray. Come, Holy Spirit, and fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle within us the fire of your love. And may my words and our hearts together glorify you, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. As I listened to the passage read this morning, I thought, well, that's kind of appropriate for Halloween, isn't it? (laughs) I hadn't thought of that until I heard it read aloud, that you know, there is this kind of spooky thing that happens with Lazarus, isn't it? I wonder if that's where we get the whole thing about all saints and the Dia de los Muertos and the, you know, the Halloween celebrations. As I prepared for today's sermon, I read a sermon by... Uh, Lutheran pastor, tatted up pastor, Reverend Nadia Boltz, whoever. I don't know if y'all are familiar with her. She's quite outspoken and, and, uh, is, you know, rode, I, I don't know if she still does, but rode a motorcycle and wore a collar and was all tatted up all over and used very colorful language, I might add. And, uh, <clears throat> just people fell in love with her and, and she's got some good, good books out and I commend them to you. She had a sermon, uh, on, on this text, and um, and it just inspired me and made me think a lot about All Saints this Sunday. Um, she confessed in, in her sermon that she is a sucker for a good saint story. Turns out I am too. I don't know if you are, but I am too. I'm all about the saints. Uh, one time when I was sharing worship plans with Reverend Alejandro de la Torre, who we partnered in ministry for quite a long time, and he was a former Catholic priest and a Franciscan monk, so he had all the stuff, you know? And uh, and he said to me once when we were planning worship, and I was saying what we were going to do and all the things we were going to do, and he said, oh, you were such a good Catholic. <laughs> And I guess I am a little bit of that, you know. I love the smells and bells. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that I didn't have a little incense going today in the worship space. I love the candles with the pictures of the saints on the front. You know what I'm talking about? And, and then on the back, it has what they do, you know, who they serve in their saintliness and, and then all, also a prayer. I just love them. I would have one of every saint if I could. (laughs) You know, originally All Saints Sunday in the Catholic Church was a day that was, uh, and they acknowledge this, this was a catch-all Sunday. That I don't know if you're aware, but in the Catholic Church and the Orthodox Church, the Roman Church and the Orthodox Church, um, there's a day, you know, each saint, each person who has been sainted, uh, actually has a day on the calendar that is their martyr day, the day of their martyrdom. And that's their day. They get a day. So, you know, St. Francis has a day, and St. John the Twenty-Third has a day, and St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta has a day. I mean, you know, all the saints have a day. But the Catholics were a little bit worried about leaving somebody out, so they had an all-saints Sunday <laughs> that was kind of a catch-all. Get, get them all in. Bring them all in, you know? Well... Uh, I'm not sure when the meaning of all saints began to adjust a little bit. I'm sure in the Roman Catholic tradition they still 
sort of gather up all the saints, but there was an evolution at some point, a shifting, if you will, of the meaning of all saints, and, and maybe it was the Protestants that brought it on. You know, we love all the Catholic stuff, but we don't want to admit it. So then, then so we do all this other stuff, right? At least for a long time it was that way in, in the Protestant church. I, I don't think today many people have any trouble with the Roman Catholic Church. I mean, well, we may disagree with a few things, but that's okay. So, uh, but anyway, uh, there was a shifting of the meaning of this Sunday to a place where it began to acknowledge that all of us are, as the Bible said, made in the imago dei, in the image of God. That all of us have something within us that is a spark of God's divine nature, right? And that began to shift this understanding of all saints to where we're not just speaking of those who have been made saintly by the church, but we're talking about all. And isn't that great for a church like ours? This is all about all the people. All the people. Not some of the people. After all, this is not called some saints day. This is called all saints day. And so you and I and our family members, our friends, our loved ones, even our enemies have this spark of the divine nature of God within them. Nadia Boltz-Weber shared the story of Saint Dipna. Saint Dipna. I have to work at pronouncing that. It's, it's pretty hard. Turns out Saint Dipna uh, is a Christian saint honored in the Catholic and Orthodox traditions. And according to the tradition, she lived in Ireland in the 7th century. And at 14, at 14 she made a, a, a confession that consecrated her to the Christian church, to following in the way of Jesus, and, and to becoming, uh, giving her life to, to the work of the church. Uh, before too long, her mother died, and her father was racked, so racked with grief and pain that he became mentally ill. And in that illness, he murdered Difna. Her story was first recorded in the 13th century, and she is the saint of, among other things, depression, anxiety, sleep disorders, and mental illness. Seems quite fitting, doesn't it, that we would remember Difna on this All Saints Sunday in the second year of our COVID journey? Because what we're hearing from psychologists and others is that we're all in a traumatic state because of what we have been through. And, uh, and moreover, for anyone who has had a loved one die, a loved friend, a beloved friend, a family member, who has had a loved one die in these years, it's even uh, made worse by everything else that is happening in our world in terms of this pandemic we're looking through. Well, I guess Difna is our kind of saint, isn't she? Today is the day we set aside the church year to remember the saints of God, all the saints, not some, but all, 
And oh, by the way, this isn't some kind of magical Sunday. <laughs> I mean, this is where we don't remember people who were sainted by the church or we think we're holier than we are or they're somehow blessed more than we are. They somehow pray better than we are. This isn't about that. This isn't about the magical thinking that if we're sainted, if if we're faithful, if we are good enough somehow, some way, um, we'll be considered a saint of God. This isn't about that. No, today... We celebrate the ability of God to use us, even us, for God's divine work in the world. Today, we celebrate that God creates each of us who have been washed in the waters of baptism and imbued with the Holy Spirit, that through the work in us, we, each of us, can bring the realm of God to reality through our acts of love, to reality in this time and place where we are. Today, we are reminded that all who have gone before us into eternity, what the Apostle Paul calls a great cloud of witnesses, are as much a part of the body of Christ now as we are. As much a part of the body of Christ as we are. And now that's our Christian way of speaking it. But maybe in other faith traditions, it's about being a real presence among us. It is really quite remarkable to think about that we are connected, that those of us here, those of us online, those of us who have gone before us, those who will come after us, that we are connected. And it's not what we do that connects us to one another or to those who have gone before us. It is God who connects us. God who connects us and makes us the body of Christ together. And so we get to remember all the deeply faithful and often flawed saints of God to whom the glory of God was and is and will be revealed. Today, we remember and give thanks to God for placing so many in our path who have lit the way for us and continue to do so. Today, many of us have gathered to remember family and dear friends who have died. Our hearts are heavy with grief. And let's be honest. We would like it far better if they were still here among us. We would rather be standing beside them in line for Holy Communion than adding them to the litany of the saints. Frankly, let's confess that we sometimes can't understand why they left. So many of them leaving too early. And let's also admit to ourselves that it is hard to understand death even for those who have lived long, good lives. It's especially hard when those we love have suffered. It makes us question what life is all about. It makes us question who God is. And truth be told, 
No one, not one of us, has all the answers about this. No one has answers about the senseless suffering that some people experience. But if we're open, we can find meaning in it all. And I believe that meaning is found if we seek the mystical understanding, not our tangible, theological, physical understanding, but a mystical understanding, that through the mystical connection with God, who as Christians we believe is revealed in Jesus and through the presence of the Holy Spirit, that we are connected in ways we don't even understand. That somehow, some way, we are connected. And it means that death is never the last word. Because in life and death, we remain connected to God and each other. Just this yesterday, I spoke with a dear friend whose husband had just died the night before. And I remember saying to her twice, Linda, love does not end. It does not end. And it means that even those of us who not, don't get a saint day or a candle with a picture on it are always and forever held in the light of God and God's glory. And what that means, as Bowles Weber put it so poetically, is that while death is a wrenching, painful reality to us, it is meaningless for God. And that is not to say that God doesn't care. I mean, clearly in our story today, we hear Jesus go to the tomb of his close friend Lazarus. And it says there that Jesus wept. And it must have been a big weeping. I mean, not just a few tears trickling down. It must have been a sobbing out weeping. Because the people around him said, look at him. Look at him, how he weeps for his friend. He must have loved him so much. And then Jesus calls him forth from the tomb. And Lazarus comes forth. And it's almost as if Jesus wanted to have a dry run through before his own, right? He wanted to make sure this was going to work. He wanted to make sure this was going to work. And so he calls Lazarus forth, but look at what he says. He says, unbind him, you and you and you, unbind him. The, the, the forming of God's realm on earth is about us working in this work to bring about the unbinding of our siblings. It would seem that God is so moved by, by Jesus that God extends through Jesus a hand to all people, saints and sinners alike, raising us all up into God's eternal light now and then and forever. Today we get to remember and give thanks. And today when we come to this table of God's grace, may we remember those who have gone before us through the mystical union we have in Jesus Christ 
and are here beside us. Today, we get to discover once again that God is making all things new. Those who have gone before, all of us, the church of Jesus Christ in the world, the world and creation itself, all is being made new. And the saints of God who have gone before us, you and me and all who will come after us. And every time we act in love toward others, every time we work for justice and peace to bring God's realm on earth, every time we love in the face of hate, God does a new thing in and through us to bring about God's realm into reality. And so on this All Saints Sunday in the year of Jesus Christ, our Redeemer, the year of our God, 2021, let us remember and give thanks.